Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Next pick game is Saturday. All right, folks, here we are back for episode 36. The Jerome Bettis episode. The Jerome Bettis episode, episode 36 of Bold Sports. You, you know what I was thinking about the other day? Like, what if you, like, what if, like, your dad worked for, like, Bettis, like, the laboratory, like, in West Mifflin? And you, like, told all your friends that your dad works for Bettis and, like, all your little friends just assumed that your dad was, like, you know, like a bartender or something. Well, I mean, that's not a bad gig either. It's not a bad gig, but, like... I, I know a lot of friends that worked at Bettis Grill over the yeah. years. But what a lot of people don't understand is Bettis has nothing to do with that restaurant other than his name's on it. Yeah. He gets, he gets so much money per month, and he's required to show up one day a month, and he eats and drinks for free, and he hangs out and signs autographs. I would eat and drink for free at my own restaurant if I could. Well, I it's, mean, it's technically not his, but, yeah. I mean... It's not technically... I mean, it's... I guess he's eating for free, because he doesn't actually own the food. He's not, like, you know... Yeah. Paying those invoices yeah. every week, so... I mean, yeah. I mean, he gets so much he money per month yeah. for them to put his wow. name on it. What a grift. So, I mean, if you go to Ohio State, there's an Eddie George Grill. Mm -hmm. If you go to Nashville, there's another, uh, there was a Steve McNair Grill, and since he's passed away, I don't know if it's still there or not. But, yeah. I mean, other cities, I mean, they have... Now, isn't that, like, all the same company? It is one, it is yeah. one large corporation that but, owns those. They own a few other things as well. Am I just naive in thinking that, like, Eddie George was more hands-on in his... He owned other restaurants. Okay. Yeah. A lot of the sports athletes end up getting into the restaurant business, which I don't really think is a good investment for them. The restaurant business is one of the most volatile businesses out there. Like, you should know as well as I do. You need a place. You got all that money. You need a place to put some money. It's an investment, you know? Oh, it's an investment. You're not, you're not, you're not staking your house on it, so, like, you can always, like, sell when it's time to sell. And Or hope it just doesn't tank from the beginning. Yeah, that's true, not too. cheap to get into. But that's that's the other thing. Like, if you're an athlete, you've got the ego to go with it. Like, you've got the belief that your name is like a printing press for cash sometimes. Yeah. Like, you sign enough autographs for money, you start to think, like, my actual literal name will, you know, bring revenue into, like, whatever operation I'm running. And, no. like, the fact that the Bettis thing's been down there as long as it has, it's just because, like... You know, AB's like House of Fun isn't isn't ready yet. That's what's that's what's next, folks. <laughs> AB's House of AB's. You know, well, Roethlisberger is building a place. He's going into the old tilted kilt, I believe. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Ro Roethlisberger well, isn't that rich. Yeah, Roethlisberger's. Dear getting, God. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's, if it's going in the old tilted kilt or if there's still some space in that new building that they built across the street from there. Is it like me like a Georgia themed restaurant and bar? Uh, with. Bathroom seats is the With like a, like a, a Tahoe ski lodge type decor. Ah, uh, I'm not sure. Terrible idea. I'm not sure how that's going to go. Terrible idea. I'm not sure how decor is going to be But you know what? Like, out. we were supposed to get a Toby Keith, and then we just got Tequila Cowboy, which is just like Toby Keith without the name. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much, so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean... You know, you know. What about Ditka's? Ditka's not actually involved. in Yes, that. he is. Oh, he is. He's got money in that. Okay. Atria's <laughs> group is the managing partner of Ditka's. Yeah. Um, Dick, uh, Coach Ditka is there often. I had a friend of mine that worked uh, at Ditka's. 
two friends that worked at Dinka's, and I went to put, go play golf with them one day at Moon Run. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I got to stop at work one day. He goes, I got to stop work before we go. I got to take care of this order. All right, no problem. We'll stop at work. Our tea time's not for an hour. We're good. Moon Run's like 10 minutes down the road. Man. And uh, we walked in, and Mike Dinka's sitting at a bar in his little khaki shorts, a button-down shirt with loafers on, smoking a cigar inside. Well, you're not supposed to smoke. Well, he's uh, Mike Dinka. But he's Mike Dinka. He walks in, it's like, and, uh, and my buddy's like, hey, coach, how's it going? He's like, hey, how's it going? You know? And I'm like, hey, coach, how's it going? Oh, nice to see you. How's it going? I'm like, he didn't know I didn't work there. He just knew I was with somebody that did. Ditka <laughs> follows the smoking laws that were in effect the last time he was a relevant coach. True. That's the, that's the Ditka way. Right. You know? I mean, are you going to tell Mike Ditka now? In his own restaurant? I, no, I'm not. I'm not going to tell Mike. I'm not going to tell Mike Ditka no at Eddie Merlot's. I'm not empowered <laughs> to do so, but the, the county health department is. Uh, I, I'm not going to tell Mike Ditka no at Eddie Merlot's. Well, you're not You're not like a cop. you know. <laughs> I'm like, not a cop. I'm so. not a health department. I'm not an LCB agent. I'm just a bartender. Anyway. Anyway, this uh, is all to say that we're extremely hungry and we need to do some sports talk. So right, we do. I mean, good. I mean, Matt and I just literally both got off work. Matt walked in the house as I'm finishing up my hoagie from get go. Mm. Um, I walked in. I tasty. walked into some deliciousness, man. You did. You're like smells good. Like, what the neighbor's pot? You're like no food. I'm oh, like, I didn't <laughs> even think that. You know, like I would never comment about that because like I wouldn't want you to think that I was like angling for like a couple like freebies. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. And, and, there's no weed in be my Be cool, house. man. Be cool. I mean, yeah, I'd be totally cool if I had some, but I don't. I still think you're cool. Thanks. Anyway. Uh, so how, how was your sports week, man? Did You you, you said you got, we started Dude, off. Dude, I was in... so busy this weekend, I forgot to watch the Preakness. Like, wow. I couldn't, I couldn't even, like, ring two minutes out of my day on Saturday to, like, budget for watching a horse race. Well, we're going to talk about the Preakness later. Yeah. And you, you missed a... A good race, but you didn't get to see much of it. I would have liked to see just the fog. Yeah, right? You know, it just, was, just it for was the spectacle quite... of it. But, again, like, very busy. Like, you know, we had some guests for dinner on Sunday. I found out from the guests about the Pirates choke because I didn't get to watch it. Right. Um, but, I mean, it was a fun weekend, just not, not really sports-oriented. And then the past two nights, I've just been in front of the TV. Right. So, I was, uh, I'm, picking up, I'm picking up some slack I've been behind a bar a lot. I've been busy, of course, as we all know. And then um, I did get to play some golf myself That's this week. Got to play a little bit of golf. I shot, uh, I, I shot uh, eighty six for eighteen. Pretty good. Uh, I like that. I'll take that any day of the week. Um, did get to watch the Preakness uh, for the two minutes because I was at work and mm. they were like, can we, I get another beer? I'm like, you're going to wait two minutes. Like, why am I waiting two minutes? I'm like, cause they're just about post. They're just about done posting right now. Yeah. So they're like, Oh yeah, I totally understand. I'm like, mm. that's awesome. I love it. I was like, no, you can't have a beer until this race is over. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, see, I did get to watch some hockey. I was at work. So the, uh, right after the Preakness was the Golden Knights. Mm. Uh, so I got to watch that, uh, at work, I was I didn't get to watch intently, but I got to watch the most of it. Did get to watch a lot of Pirates. Got to watch a Red Sox game, which I'm happy about because I'm at work and we get to some of those channels that I get to watch a Red Sox game. Super. Um, you know, uh, I guess it's a benefit to having 100 TVs in a place you work at. Yeah. So I mean, it works. I mean, if if there's a reason to have 100 TVs, I mean. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, so last Saturday though. Uh, the Riverhounds were down in Tampa, and they ended up tying 2-2 yeah. with the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Yeah. Uh, Got to watch, like, about, about a third of that game, the, the 
concluding third of that game. And gotta say, like, I'm officially at the level with the Riverhounds where, like, I'm a little annoyed. Like, you get over the top already, get over the hump. Yeah, like, it's like, you know, you're, you're, you know, they're trying out a new thing, like, you know, new, you know, I went to the kickoff party, you know, they got the new jerseys, I got the scarf, I got, you know, I'm gonna really, like, start paying attention, they got a better TV deal this year, so I've been able to watch every game, um, and it's been mostly fun to see them, like, get some shutouts, like, not really score goals all the time, but they're undefeated in the league still, and they could have had a really key win. Um, on Saturday in Tampa, but for a really bad goal allowed to make it 2-2. And then even once they were down 2-2, like, the response was very spirited. But there were, there were just a couple just absolute sitters that, you know, all they had to do was tap in. And, you know, it's frustrating, like, when you follow a soccer team with, like, you know, some real sort of, like, emotion behind it. Like, that's the kind of shit that drives you nuts. And for the first time as their history since 1999, the Riverhounds have made me, like, scream and be like, what the hell was that? So you're, you're there now. You're, you're now right up there with Crystal Palace. Congratulations. There you go. You've pissed Matt you've off. you pissed me off. <laughs> you've pissed Matt off. You've pissed off the angry soccer Because they, they need to get over the top. Like, it's, it's, it's fine to, like, tie every game that you don't win. But that's not going to get you, like, through the playoffs. It might not even get you in the playoffs. Like, they need to start stringing some wins together. Right. Uh, so, uh, speaking of stringing wins together, they did take on um, Cincinnati FC in the U.S. Open Cup. That was this evening. That game ended in a 3-1 loss to Cincy. Yeah, and it was never even that close. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I was running around the night. Um, we don't even have it. We didn't even get the channel, I think, yeah. at work. Not the same kind of um, environment. Like, we played Cincy in the league right. earlier this year at Cincinnati in front of 25,000 people. Um, seems to me like the Riverhounds, like, played up for the away crowd because that was a really good, exciting back-and-forth game that I was very... And they in that tied nil-nil, right? No, that was a 2-2. It was a 2-2? And it was, it was back-and-forth, and it was, you know, a well-deserved 2-2 draw. Very entertaining, end-to-end, really enjoyable. Like, I had a lot better um, hope for this game tonight in the Open Cup. Um, but it didn't work out the same, you know. Smaller crowd at Highmark, obviously. I mean, Highmark doesn't even fit 25,000. Nah, Highmark fits um, about maybe 5,000. It's like six, but I think they're trying to get up to like around 10 now with, with the new, like, Division Two status that they have in right. USL. Um, but yeah, like... Biggest issue is they need someone who can, like, hold up the ball. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's cool to be able to counter and just, like, run down the field and, like, pass the ball in from the wing and get a goal. But, like, if you possess a lot more, like, that doesn't work. You've got to be able to, like, get the ball into the attacking third and then have somebody who can, like, stand up with his back to the goal, distribute it out on the wing, and then maybe move, like, further down, like, to get, like, right in the kitchen. You know, All right, so I there was no kind of service, like no kind of aerial. Like there were, there was like a couple free kicks, like a corner kick or two, but they really never threatened on any set pieces. And it just seems like they got a lot of talent that's good at like around the eighteen yard box right now, but they're not getting balls like into the attacking. Area. So I did see the stat when they did play 
Tampa that they uh, had a 36% possession rate. Okay. Um, which is low, I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, I mean, 30, it's pretty typical, like though. 30, 36% possession. I mean, where then Tampa had the rest of it, which was yeah. what, 60 some percent. Mm. Now, some teams play to have that. Like, teams that know they are overmatched will, like, kind of go into a shell, play defense, and then just try to counter. Or if they if their biggest strength is their wingers. But you isn't know, the they best defense a good offense? In soccer, the best, the best, yeah, I mean, the best defense is a better offense, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, nobody, nobody worried about like Man City's goalie situation this year because they were like racking up like four or five goals every match. Absolutely, but for a team like the Riverhounds, where you know they've they've like not been like pouring the ball in like crazy, you know, like the the best hope they can have is to. You know, pick one off here. And well, there on I think counter. I think they'll have a better match this week because they travel. Uh, the Hounds do travel this Saturday to take on Penn FC oh. at seven p.m. Um, <laughs> currently, <clears throat> they're in fourth place. Uh, and let's see, I had, I just had it right here. Um, so yeah, currently they're in fourth place. Uh, nine matches played, twelve goals for, five goals against, with seventeen points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, now. FC Cincinnati is at 10, 10 matches, 20 goals for, 13 goals against, and 20 points. Yeah. Um, I mean, I told you before I'm jealous of Cincinnati because of what they have so fast. Yeah. And they, 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 they are come in. sort of on the precipice of getting an expansion MLS franchise in that town because of the support. I mean, and I have They are kind of like, I mean, I hate to say it, but they are kind of a cut above... The Riverhounds right so, now. So, Penn FC is in 12th. They're in Group A. Yeah. They're in 12th. Uh, the Hounds are in 4th. This could be a good matchup for them. We know this is, what, a rivalry match? Big rivalry uh, match. You know, uh, and these guys moved to Harrisburg now, right? Penn's always been in Harrisburg. Harrisburg. They just changed their name to something stupid. And I, I don't want to give them any bulletin board material, but I'm gonna. So, Sandy. Julia went to Harrisburg yesterday for work. And she had never been to Harrisburg before. And when she got home last night, she told me, she's like, it's basically just sad, shittier DC. Ah! And it is. So there you go. Harrisburg's a sad, shittier DC. Yeah. And instead of DC United, they got Penn FC. Oh, man. And that's the objective for Saturday. So, you know, it's... It's not quite in, it's not quite like in baseball where you lose and then you got to come back tomorrow and you get to wash it all off and just pick up where you left off. But you know, soccer plays two games in a week, and it's only going to be three days before they get well, another chance to get right back on four. Well, here we go. Is uh, so highlight uh, forward Romeo Parks uh, was named USL Team of the Week uh, after his first goal of the season this past Saturday against Tampa. Good for him. Good for him. Some of the guys, I mean, we've been seeing a lot of the guys on the team getting mm-hmm. USL Team of the Week or Player of the Week, stuff like that. Yeah. Very good. Um, I'm glad for Parks because he was, uh, he's the guy who kicked somebody in the back a couple years ago in his last stint with the Riverhounds. And it, it like made Deadspin and, oh. you know, all, all these highlights. It was a pretty, I mean, it was definitely rage motivated. Like there was no sort of like sporting reason why his foot would have been anywhere near like, this dude's. It, it was like, "Oops, my fault." Yeah, <laughs> it was like and boom. A lot of people like turned on him. It was like the first, like a lot of local media people. Like it was the first and only time I've ever heard them say anything about the Riverhounds. 
Um, you know, he's a young kid. Um, he's back with the club. He hasn't done anything else stupid. Like, his only transgression was on the field. It's not like he's going out getting DUIs. There you, you know, go. Or, you know, failing drug tests or anything. So, you know, I welcome him back if he keeps, like, a, you know, a, a clean nose this year. Like, maybe, I don't know if USL has some kind of, like, Lady Bing-like type award for, yeah. like, sportsman-like <laughs> or, like, awesome. a, a comeback-type player kind of thing. But, I'm sure they do. You know what? Like, I'm, I am all in on Romeo Parks. Like, go Romeo, go Riverhounds. All right. So, uh, the Riverhounds this Saturday uh, playing Penn FC. Seven o'clock. That should be on the CW. If it's not on the CW, it's on the ESPN Plus app. And you can do that for four ninety nine a month. And they just they just hit my card like a week ago. So there it is. And you know what? My electricity's still on, people. So go sign up. Follow your your hounds. Follow the hounds. I mean, it was just out with somebody today that that does some stuff for them. So we might be getting a a, a little little perk thrown nice. our way. We're nice. working on that. Okay, we're working on that. Uh, so last weekend, uh, Matt, also uh, the PGA, uh, they had a stop at Trinity Forest Golf Club in Dallas for the Byron Nelson Classic. Now, here's what's funny about this is um, a 21-year-old Aaron Weiss, South African, uh, took home $1.39 million and his first win on the PGA Tour. Good job for him. The kid played a hell of a round. He played a hell of a first three days, and then in the final round, just 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 came on and came on strong. Um, so his mom travels with him. <laughs> he was in the lead after day three, and um, he said uh, that he was having you know some of those night dreams and whatnot mm -hmm. of like what could happen, this could happen, how could this go, but boom, boom, boom. Uh, and then the next day, his mom was getting on him about well, what are you gonna do here? What are you gonna do here? What you? And then she kept getting into him, getting in his head, that he actually had to make her leave. Especially during the four-hour rain delay prior oh, to his tea time. God. Where he, she, he's like, go, go. And then in the article I read that... Isn't uh, there like a mall in Dallas? Oh, yeah, there's several. <laughs> uh, he said she went shopping and yeah. hung out and whatnot, and then he said, I'll text you when I go out. Yeah. And then he did, and then she came back to the course and whatnot. Um, he did finish... Um, he did finish with a final score of minus 23 for the tournament. But, you know, 21-year-old wow. kid, South African, he's got $1.39 million now in his bank account. That's a lot of rand. <laughs> it's a lot of rand. Um, you know, and, and, and his mom travels with him because, I mean... I mean, that's a lot of rand. Also, would you? Would you, <laughs> would you? Did you ever have to tell your mom like, "Leave me alone, go, don't"? No, go never, me. never, never, never. No. Well, I mean, first of all, like I haven't lived with my mom in like years. I mean, years. we're we're forty. I see, I, mean, I see her like every two weeks at least, like if not more often. Right. But uh, but yeah, you, we haven't we we haven't lived together in eighteen years. Right. Right. But it's and, not like when you were playing sports, when you were a little league or anything like that. You didn't like mom just leave me alone. Go. No, go. man, because I I I live two blocks from the field. Like the whole point of like playing Edgewood sports when we moved to Edgewood, like my mom was like, "Oh, cool, like you can walk to practice into games." Like, see ya. <laughs> nice. I mean, like my dad would come to games, like you know, sometimes to watch me play baseball. But like my mom, like you know, with work and everything, like being a nurse, like working basically the same shift as like the like her her shift started at like seven, so like that's like right in the middle of like every little league game, pretty so, much. You know, see, my mom was. I had a good balance because I, I definitely like I had my parents were present, but they see, weren't my like, mom down was, my throat. My mom was our umpire. Yeah, my oh, mom. Geez. My mom umpired. She ever run you? Oh, dude. Yeah? 
She'll be like, you're out of here. No, she never ran me out of the oh, game, man. but she called me out my first hit when I was eight years old, and I stood there, and I was like, well, Mom. Were you out? I was out. Well, I was like, Mom. She goes, I'm not your mother. I'm the umpire. Go sit yeah. down. You're out. I'm like, oh, bitch. Yeah. Um, my dad was always the one like, sat on the bench. was like, oh, cool. My kid's up. Awesome. My mom's one's like, get fucking hit the ball. Put your hip into it. You yeah. Know, get in. You know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, it, I never had to tell my parents to like, leave me alone. Go. Nah. Like, um, Mom used to rebound for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so this week, though, uh, the PGA Tour has a stop at, at the Fort Worth Invitational at the Colonial Course in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, this is a, you know, PGA Tour. These guys play golf every week. Not every tournament's as big as the next or as big as the last. This is a, a, a moderately tournament, but you got a lot of guys in this playing um, in this because next week is the Memorial at Murfield Village in Columbus next weekend. That's Jack Nicholas's course and his. Um, club uh and that's a big tournament tigers playing that everybody who's anybody in golf is playing in that to qualify to make mm-hmm. it um so yeah uh you know what we got a couple weeks before the next major so you know uh you know if you don't like golf i'm sorry i do i i i love to sit and watch it i don't mind watching golf but like i gotta tell you like if i if i had tried to like sit down and watch golf this weekend i mean like a kid, I couldn't even fit in a horse race. You couldn't even fit in a two-minute horse race. Or like, no a, or like a pirate's meltdown that only lasted like a third of an inning. <laughs> See, I didn't, I don't, you know more about the pirate's meltdown than I do. I know they lost three games in a row. We're going to get to them Four later. in a row, but now they're back. Four in a row, game. but they lost three straight to, to they, got, they got swept. Yeah. Next segment. Next segment is last Saturday. It was also the Preakness Stakes and Pimlico Race Course in Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland. It was a rainy, foggy, muddy mess. Justified did win by half a length uh, to take that win with the second uh, leg in the Triple Crown. Um, so we are on deck for a Belmont that actually means We something. are on deck for a Belmont that is meaningful. Uh, Bob Baffert, the trainer, is uh, uh, is on his bid for his second Triple Crown, June 9th at the Belmont Stakes at Belmont Park. Uh, American Pharaoh, uh, three years ago, uh, ended a 37-year drought. Baffert... Uh, was the trainer, of course, for American mm. Pharaoh. Uh, Baffert also is now tied uh, with 14 triple crown wins as a trainer. Uh, he could uh, he could be also only the second trainer to have two triple crown winners if um, Justify goes on to win the Belmont Stakes. Which the Belmont is the longest of the three races and considered the hardest to win. Mm. So, I mean, you didn't get to watch the race. I did. Um, well, I'll ju- be there for the Belmont. Justify. Not there, there, but you yeah, know, I, like I'm gonna, I'm we're, gonna block we're, it we're watching it. Ju- June 9th. So Justify is uh, what's known as a mutter. Mm-hmm. His mutter was a mutter. His mutter was a mutter. <laughs> um, but so you had a rain and a muddy, sloppy track in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Pimlico was sloppy, muddy, foggy. Watching the race, you just saw horses going around. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't see make numbers. Out, like, the silks or the you couldn't see. So, no, it was just you just. Saw, yeah, and they compared it to reminiscence of the Fog Bowl. I always have flashbacks to that. It's not the Fog Bowl, but the Steelers fans. It might as well be then the Patriots that playoff game. game up in New England. Yeah, <sighs> oh, that was horrible. Ugh. 
Anyway, how does horse racing make you like sad about the Steelers? That's how. Yeah, when they yeah, introduced yeah. the element of fog. Yeah, when you're, yeah, you're like, oh man, we don't need to go there again. But no, uh, yeah, I watched the race. It was, it was, you know, the jockeys came off just covered in mud. That's fun. I love when they have the like multiple goggles. Mm. You ever, you ever see how they do that? Oh yeah, they like, put them all on. They'll it. wear like Ooh. eight, eight pairs of goggles, and they'll be like, I got one furlong per pair, and then I like rip it off, and then I'm like not as muddy for like a couple paces. I mean, I don't even. Is it even worth it? You know, like I, I hate riding my bike in the rain. Like I don't really ride through a lot of mud. Right. But even just the rain, like you just you just can't even like see anything. It's it's like goggles aren't gonna goggles might even make it worse. Uh, you know, yeah, but mud fling up in your there. eye. Yeah, yeah. I hear it's it's a totally different thing, and it's not like on a bike if you hit a mud puddle, it mostly ends up on your back. But you're talking about a horse race where there's like everywhere. It's hooves, everywhere. Literal hooves. Kicking like mud into your face. Yeah, but how about I mean the horse's face too, not just the jockey's face. I mean, yeah, the horses wear blinders, but mm-hmm. still, they're getting mud everywhere on the horse. Um, but you know what? I mean, it, it. We do have a Belmont Stakes that is going to be the potential for another Triple Crown winner, and I I, I can't believe we went thirty seven years on yeah. a drought. Now uh, it's like every other year. It's like no hitters. No. It's like a diamond. <laughs> well, we're going to find out. I mean, we're <laughs> going to find out. I mean, it, you know, three years ago with uh, American Pharaoh, uh, what was nice is I won the employee pool the, for the Derby because I had nice. American Pharaoh because we did to pick the horses out of the hat. Mm. It, it always cracks me up. You have the Derby that has 20 horses in it. Yeah. The Belmont hat or, or the Preakness had eight. Mm. How many horses are going to be in the Belmont? Probably a big field. I mean, I mean, it's all open for three-year-olds. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big field because there's there's a lot of horses that'll usually like run the Derby and then skip the Preakness if and they, then maybe run like something like they might run somewhere next week and then they still got a two-week layoff and then they run the Belmont. Yeah, because there's two weeks between the Derby and the and the Preakness and there's three weeks between there's three weeks between the Preakness and the Belmont. So Man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, you've watched the movie Secretariat, right? I've never. No. No. Nope. That's a pretty cool movie. That's a pretty cool movie. Yeah. It never is. saw Sea Biscuit either. Sea Biscuit. Sea Biscuit was pretty good too. I don't know. Like I, I, I'm not a big movie guy. Um, but like a horse racing movie, eh, I don't. I don't think that would fly. I'd, I'd have to watch that one by myself. Yeah, I don't think it would fly with the misses, but. Yeah, definitely, like, when you find yourself home at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a rainy day. Yeah. You know, not a bad way to cue that up on Netflix. But, uh... When I am in that scenario, I usually end up, like, with a drill in my hand. So... <laughs> You're like, I, I'm a homeowner now. There's always stuff there's, I can do There's holes to drill, damn it. There's holes to drill. Maybe and then, I'll listen, and I'll then listen there's to, like, an audio book. And then there's holes to fill after you drilled the wrong ones. Um... But now, how about also, you said you got to watch a little bit of pit baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. how, how'd that go? How'd, how'd, how'd the pit baseball <laughs> boys go? It's awful because, like, they, they went down a run in, like, the sixth when I when I flipped on. After after I gave up on hockey, thinking, like, Caps game tonight, kind of a blowout. I mean, you know, they, they, they scored three goals in rapid succession, and I was like, I'm done with this. So, at, like, the second intermission of the hockey game... I was like, let's see what's going on in the NBA. And whoa, like Boston was beating the Cavs by like 17 points. 
I didn't even so, see the final. Uh, yeah, like they, yeah. the final like was thirteen. Boston's up three two in the series. Like it goes back to Cleveland, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because um, they they did yeah two but, two yeah two two one one. Well, yeah, which makes it worse. So they used to do two three two. Yeah, they used to do two three two. But anyway, so like the NBA wasn't on my radar, like because the score wasn't so great. So I was like, what else is in here? Is the ESPN app and like one of the bonus channels they had was uh, ACC baseball game that would have been on Root Sports or AT and T Sports had the Pirates not been on. So it was North Carolina versus Pitt, and I watched like the last four innings. The thing was though when. I couldn't remember if college played seven innings or nine innings. Girls play so, seven. Me, girls play seven. Right. Men yeah. play nine. So I'm like, oh shit, man, we're down a run, and it's the sixth inning, man. Like they better like make a comeback. And they didn't, and then it didn't happen for him in the seventh. But then in the eighth, they did make a comeback, and it was a very exciting win for Pitt um, down there in Durham. North Carolina was the number one seed in the tournament. Pitt is seeded twelfth, and they will go on to play the winner of Duke Louisville. Which I guess is tomorrow. So that's that's finals. The semifinal will be on Saturday at one p.m. All right. So, so I guess semi- they're you know in college they have like the generally they play on weekends. Okay. And now they're in tournament play, so I guess they're doing like midweek, and then they give them like a couple days to get their arms reset. Yeah. Because college you don't have like a twelve man pitching staff like you do in the majors. No, they don't have it. You know, like they, 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 they have, only have three or four. They have like, three, two pitchers. They have, they have three or four starters and uh, four or five depend. You know, okay. there, there's not. There's yeah. There's three or four starters and four or five depend. So I was kind of um, surprised when I heard it's not till Saturday, but it's Saturday at one. They they even gave a little recap on the Pirates post game. So like I can pull the transcript for you if you don't believe me. Rob King said Friday at one. Or sorry, Saturday at one. Saturday at one. Pitt men's baseball in the ACC semifinals. Playing. And it'll probably it'll probably be on AT and T Sports. You know they they are the they local are the home of the ACC, ACC network. Network, yes. I did are. have to sit through Bojangles ads to get to the, which is not a bad thing. It is terrible because we don't have a don't Bojangles show me ads for food that I got to drive eight hours for. I know. Where is the closest Bojangles? It's seriously like in like Western Virginia. Western Like, you've Virginia. got to traverse the entire, like, Route 19 corridor. Siri, stop. Siri. Hey, Siri, stop. <laughs> Siri, Siri just... We were talking about... Siri just, Everyone, like, even, even AI gets excited when Bojangles is mentioned. <laughs> like, even, like... Like, Siri will never eat a chicken tender in her life. And yet, like, signals start getting crossed up all funny... See, when see, you start mentioning Bojangles. See, Siri got excited about Bojangles yeah. and, was, and, and just started spouting off where it's at. Siri, <laughs> do you like Zaxby's? Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know my voice. That's, that's good for you, buddy, because I'd, I'd screw with her all night. Oh, man. Oh, hey, Siri. Yeah, I know. Love you, babe. She might not know your voice. Can <laughs> <laughs> she even jump on that one? Um... All right, so we got ACC Pitt men's baseball playing Saturday, one o'clock. Either Duke Some, or Louisville. Either Duke or Louisville. Louisville's got a good program. And Louisville and Duke, they probably play tomorrow. So Duke's the home team. It's in Durham. So it's in Durham. Uh, are they playing? Wait, are they playing in the whole tournament in Durham? Yep. All right. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, Duke's. 
Well, technically UNC is a home team there it's too. It's awesome. That stadium there, like, <laughs> like the, the like left center field wall is like about eighteen feet high, and it's just all video board. Oh. And and that's where they show like the player cards. Like well, when you're at yeah. that, like your head is huge. Well, it would yeah. be so freaking distracting. Well, ACC and SEC baseball is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm working the Big Ten tournament tomorrow night, and that's why like we're recording now because like I might be working that game till like two in the morning. Where are they playing that at? I don't know. Like probably somewhere in the Midwest, but it's still like a ten o'clock Eastern first pitch. What? For whatever game I'm doing. It's crazy. Wait. I mean, I know they're how's college. That, how's that Big Ten? It's Big Ten. So were they playing like Wisconsin or something? I don't know. Like it's like the Big Ten Conference. It's You figure they're going to have their championship. Well, there's in, like, a lot Chicago of. Chicago uh, or well, there's Well, there's a lot of schools that have. That play up in the Big Ten. Like Notre Dame is independent, but they play ACC, but they also play Big Ten hockey. They play Big Ten hockey, but I think they play ACC ACC baseball baseball and stuff and ACC girls softball. Um, Do you think that there's, like, not enough schools in the Big Ten that field baseball teams? uh, There's only, there's, what, 12 schools? Could you imagine playing baseball in Happy Valley in fucking, like, February? Oh, God. (laughs) I mean, I'm surprised Pitt's even doing well. Like, it's just... This is not really college baseball, like nah, it's climate, not a college baseball because like they should just play the summer. They should just play a summer schedule, except for them guys wouldn't be able to go play in the Cape League, which I love. I love the Cape, Cape League's League. amazing. I get to do Cape Leagues on Nessun sometimes for my work, and like I love doing the Cape League games. All right, folks, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. Here's a few messages from Sorgatron Media, and we'll be back in thirty. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we are back for uh, segment two, uh, which gets us right into uh, hockey, NHL. Oh yeah. So uh, last week, last uh, or, yeah, last over the past weekend. Um, the, you know, the Knights took care of their business. They got a little bit of a break. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, Knights are moving on to the Stanley Cup final over top of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, good for them. Uh, they are the first expansion team, uh, in all the four major sports to make the final. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, quite amazing. They're not the first expansion team to... Make the playoffs because when the NHL expanded in the 60s, yeah, um, they went from it was like six teams and then six teams, they added six more. No, no, that that was was it the 60s and they did that, yeah, in St. Louis, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they went to 60s, six teams to six more to make 12 expansion teams made the playoffs. There was just a Deadspin article about the Cleveland Barons. Oh yeah, that I read last night, and they were they were one of the, they were the California Seals, who folded out in the Bay Area and moved to Cleveland for one year, in like '78. Yes. Um. But like, yeah, all the all the expansion was like Flyers, Blues. Uh, Flyers and the Pens came in at the same time. Yeah. And they didn't go from they they went at that point they went from twelve to. Mm. Uh, they they expanded previous, but they went from twelve to. But anyway, whatever. How many teams? When they expanded, they added more playoff spots because they, they had more teams. Correct. And it was like they had to take an expansion team, 
at least one, right? Yeah. So, they did it, so. Uh, yeah. So the, there was a couple expansion teams that made the playoffs uh, at that point in time, but they didn't get past like the first or second round. Do you think this like opens the floodgates for like all future expansion that like owners aren't gonna like pay those ridiculous fees without some sort of guarantee that they're gonna be competitive soon? Well, you know. The way hockey does it is with the expansion draft and being able to draft one player from each existing team um, that is left unprotected. Mm. Uh, and they already had the, the system in place years prior, knowing when the team was taking the ice. So they had the system in place for three years. So that was whenever they were able to get their minor league system mm. together. Uh, they already had. They hired a GM and a coach, and they were already recruiting and scouting, and getting stuff in there. Okay. I mean, they couldn't draft anybody, no, at all. But then that's when they started, you know, getting their minor league system together and where it's going to be and uh, whatnot. They then they because the minor league teams change because uh, the Hershey Bears are the Caps. At one point yeah. in time, the Hershey Bears used to be the Penguins. Yeah. You know, uh, and so forth. Uh, and then we have, and then you have the different league with um, the Wheeling Nailers as part of the Penguins. Yeah, that's organization. the East Coast League. Yeah. That's the East Coast. That's the ECHO. And then you have the AHO is is uh, the um, Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Mm. The Baby Penguins. The Baby Penguins. The Hershey Bears are Capitals. They're, they're, the, they're the AHO. Yeah, you got, you got the Rochester Americans, the Amherst. They're the Buffalo Farm Team. Um, you know, that's, that's not such a bad commute there, Buffalo to Rochester. No, not too bad at all. Um, I mean, D.C. to Hershey's not bad either. Straight shot up 81. Yeah. Like Pittsburgh <coughs> and Wilkes-Barre is a little farther than either one of those two. Yeah. That's why whenever anybody's on a rehab stint or they send somebody down for, uh, you know, have to send somebody down, they usually send the wheeling. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go skate around wheeling. Go skate around wheeling yeah. for a day or two. We'll see you back up here in a couple days. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's only a 40 minute drive. Um. But we did have uh, the Caps Lightning had a very exciting series, and also tonight uh, was an exciting Game Seven. Well, it wasn't too exciting. It wasn't it was, too exciting. It was. Uh, I mean, okay. There was so a the, cool fight. There was a really good fight. There was blood on the ice. The, the I Tampa it. trailed the whole time from like the first like what like three minutes in or something. Well, okay, okay. Ovechkin scored from this left circle. I just did my, like, shocked reaction. I know, right? If, if you didn't see that, folks, Matt's like, what? Ovechkin scored from the left circle? Like, clockwork. Let me guess, he went glove side high. Did he again? I don't know. Yes, he did. did. He? he went okay. glove side high. I didn't turn the game on in time. It was a slap shot glove side high. <laughs> I, was watching, I was watching the Riverhounds. Sorry, I missed it. <laughs> or actually, from the goalie perspective, it's the right circle. Mm. But, you know, here nor there. Yeah. Ovechkin scored from his spot. Yeah. Where um, he always shoots from. Exactly. Hey, look, there's uh, highlights. Oh, Clemson. Yeah. Um, Orange jerseys, purple helmets. Get off my TV. <laughs> hey, you know, but hey. Hey, Pitt beat him. It's good. Yeah. Uh, and then also uh, with this um, hockey here. Um, so the Caps moving on to the final. Of course, Pittsburgh is going to be rooting for the Knights all the totally. way. Uh, not just because of Flurry, 
Uh, because we don't like the Caps all that much. Do you think there are any like <laughs> diehard Brooks Orpic fans uh, that are root for the Caps? I, just because or that, Matt Niskanen fans? Just like, oh, I don't care what anyone says. Like, I like Orpic. Hey, I don't like Engeland. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And have you? Do you remember? Was it la- was it last Stanley Cups? Was it last Stanley Cup final uh, when Flurry, you know, on the back of his helmet had names of players that he really liked and really got along with. Yeah. And he had Niskanen on there and then mm-hmm. Niskanen hit Crosby and then he took a piece of tape and cut it over top mm-hmm. of Niskanen's name. Yep. It had Niski on there. He put mm-hmm. it over top of Niski. Yeah. So, I mean, that was that was quite funny and ridiculous to, uh, to see. Uh, so, Flurry, of course, is going to be in goal for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, what a great story. Like, it's, it's good because people are following it as, like, an interesting sports story. Even if they don't care about hockey. If they don't care about hockey. It's like a very interesting sports like, story. Exactly. There's people from markets that are really diehard hockey markets, like Pittsburgh and Boston, mm-hmm. that are still following the Golden Knights like with like real interest. Okay, Because it's a cool story. Just the expansion angle alone makes it interesting. Um, obviously, Pittsburgh loves Flurry. So we're always well, gonna root. We're always gonna root for that guy. Well, how about how about would you like to be Ryan Reeves right now? Be Pitt- the most popular guy in Pittsburgh because he scored one goal. Well, I mean, he got he came to Pittsburgh as an unrestricted free agent. The Pens paid him whatever money, and then trade deadline. They, very he, controversial signing. He, very controversial. Very controversial. Signing. He he and he. And the people who are anti Reeves turned out to be right. Right, and and because because controversial signing about it was was because he's a bruiser, uh, he's an enforcer, and you know a lot of people say the enforcing and uh, being an enforcer in the uh, NFL or in the NHL is uh, is a bygone now. Yeah, and so forth. Uh, I mean, and he he in St. Louis, he was a, a pretty prolific player. He did have a presence on the ice. Uh, the goal he did score. For the Penguins was against St. Louis, mm-hmm. which you know he was all on top of that game. He wanted to be on that game. Yeah, um, but we traded the traded line. They traded him to the Vegas Golden Knights. So he left Pittsburgh, where he, where I thought, and he thought he was going to have a chance to win a cup. And now here he is, at the end of the season, on the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, you have James Neal, of course, on that team. Derek England's on that team. Um, somebody else, a former Penn, that's on that team. Perron, David Perron. Was on that team as well. Yeah, uh, he was with the Pens. He was a he was a trade guy for us. Yeah, I mean he, he didn't even last. He didn't last yeah. the whole season. He we knew but he they're was familiar a, names and they're not the Capitals. So they're familiar names. We're they're not the Capitals. Like, oh, I love David Perron. People, he was my favorite favorite Penguin. He was my favorite like third line Penguin. There's nobody in Pittsburgh has a David Perron jersey. I bet you're wrong. Me, I bet you're wrong, man. Someone does. Uh, Maybe There's a, always someone. Maybe a David Perron t-shirt, but I don't know about a David Perron jersey. Oh, I mean, yeah, okay. A, a t-shirt for sure, not a jersey. Yeah, go ahead. I got you there. Yeah. I um, don't think anybody has the authentic David Perron jersey chilling out right now. So, like, I'm I'm still, like, unlike past years where the Penguins have been eliminated, where I just couldn't even stand to watch hockey. You, I'm, like, still I'm still interested. I'm still highly interested. the freaking playoffs. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't be the case if it was, like... They're Not probably flurry. the Stanley Cup Finals. Probably going to start what Sunday? I don't even know. Um, I meant to look that up before I came over here, but like whenever it happens, it's going to happen. There's nothing we can do to like you know expedite that. So let's just watch it when it's on. 
What do you say? Promise you that there will be at least two games completed by the next time we record this podcast. I'm sure. So, that's a real... That's not a bold prediction at all. Um, but yeah, like, we like Vegas. We don't like Washington. I bet you this... Monday. This finals is going to get a good rating in Pittsburgh, I believe. Monday. Okay. So, it's Pittsburgh's... One of Pittsburgh's divisional and, rivals. And, and the Knights have home ice. Pittsburgh's favorite former goalie, Marc-Andre Fleury. Yes, yeah, so you're looking at... The Vegas uh, Golden Knights... With their medieval times, like, skating around oh, intro. Oh, man. That, uh, what is it? It's not just them. The Western Conference in general has those super elaborate openings. Like the they Sharks do. and the, the Kings and all that. Well, and, it's like, I mean, the Sharks are given because it's Silicon Valley. Like, I'm sorry, but like a, like a guy on like a Zamboni playing an organ while like the Zamboni like goes around the rink, like that's not going to fly in, like, the Silicon Valley. So we have, you know, here you go, you have uh, uh, Knights, game one is Monday at 8 o'clock, game two is Wednesday, game three is Saturday, game four is Monday, game five, if needed, is Thursday, game six, if needed, is the 10th, 6-10. Oh. And then they don't even have a game seven listed? Or... Are they going with the odds makers here? <laughs> <laughs> Man, gambling's only been legal for like two weeks. Well, it's legal in Vegas. Stanley Cup. It's legal in Vegas all the way. Um, I was reading an article about gambling too. We'll talk about that a little bit later if we have some time. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, uh, NHL Stanley Cup Finals are here. Vegas Golden Knights, Washington Capitals. Um, uh, okay, here's the thing. If the Capitals win the Stanley Cup, mm. are you going to be mad, upset, or like, huh, good for them? Well, I think I said last week that if if you had said to me, like, Ovechkin, after, well, not even like as a rookie, but say like after two years of seeing him in the league and what he's capable of, if you had said, oh, but Ovechkin will never win a Stanley Cup. Like I would have been like blasphemy. He's not blasphemy, win. but like that's the tall order. Like yeah. not everybody gets to win a Stanley Cup. But like kinda like the point of being Alexander Ovechkin is to win a Stanley Cup. Right. To come to the United States and dominate the NHL. Maybe not every year, but at least one year. And if he's on a team that's willing to pay him what he's worth, then they ought to be willing to put pieces around him that, you know, make the team work. You know, and teamwork makes the dream work. So, I'm not going to be mad because I, in a way, felt like it was inevitable. Part yeah. of the fun of making fun of the Caps for losing in the playoffs all the time to the Penguins is because it just defied, like, statistical analysis. Right. You know, the, there's, like, you know, call it, like, the hidden vigorish, like Bob Prince used to say it, or, you know, a blind squirrel or a broken clock yeah. being right twice a day. I mean... It's just bound to happen sooner or later. So I'm not going to be mad about something that was like bound to happen sooner or later. I'm not but gonna... I want I want to see Flurry win it because I like the guy, and Pittsburgh fans love the guy, and it's a cool story. It is a great story. The whole Vegas Golden Knights great story. Um, uh, either way, there's going to be some crazy fun memes out there online for sure. Of of somewhere like you know. 
Flurry giving the Penguins, the Penguins front office, the finger with the Knights Stanley Cup ring on his middle finger. I'm sure there's gonna be some meme out there like that. I'm calling it now. There doesn't need to be that. I, I'm call, there, There's gonna be some derogatory thing of like Flurry being like, "Told you so." Someone should you make know, some Deadpool memes about you know, the Stanley um, Cup Finals. You know, stuff like that. Uh, and I'm sure. There's hey, gonna be, Snowflake, do you like the Caps? Too bad. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some type of meme of, like, Crosby looking at eventually, like, I just won the Stanley Cup, and Crosby's, like, like, standing there, like, yeah, so, so have I. Like, riddling his fingers with three rings on his hands. Um, some, there's going to be some, it, it, I'm waiting to see what happens with that, honestly. That's, that's probably what I'm trying. Am I going to be mad if the Caps win? I'm not going to be mad. I'll it's, be a little upset. It's not the Flyers. It's not the Flyers. And again, like, we've talked. How has Ovechkin not won a cup already? Yeah, seriously, he's got to get one. He's got to get one. I mean, it'll solidify the hype that surrounded him coming into the league, and the production that he's put up in terms of goals. Well, Crosby, Ovechkin, and Malkin all came in the league the same year Mm -hmm. because Ovechkin and Malkin got held up with visa. But they were drafted together. Ovechkin and Malkin were drafted together. Man, (laughs) Malkin had to like sneak away from his team. At an airport. So, okay, here's the thing. Ovechkin could have been a Penguin. Mm-hmm. They drafted Malkin over Ovechkin. Malkin was number one. Ovechkin was number two. Not true. Mal- no, Malkin was two. Malkin was two? Yeah. But the deal with, the deal with Malkin was like, Pens had their second pick that year. So we knew we weren't getting Ovechkin. But when I saw Malkin play in like, I don't know if it was like Worlds or the Olympics or something... Like when I when I saw Malkin play, I was like, "Well, that guy's kind of a badass too." So I thought I, right. I thought I thought because the Pens had three number one. They had Flurry, Malkin. Malkin was not yeah. a number one pick. Okay, number two. He was number two. Yeah, here or there. He was the Pens' number one pick, but he was number two overall. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah. In hockey, so many times though, like you've got this like anointed first pick. Okay, like Gretzky was one, Lemieux was one. Crosby um, was one. They traded up for Flurry to, to get him. Yeah, they did. Like, not every team needs a goalie, so maybe not so much. But, like, Ovechkin was, like, one of these can't-miss. Like, he's going number one no matter who ends up with the pick. Um, it's like Crosby. And then, and then it was like, what what can the Penguins get since they're not getting Ovechkin? Oh, this Malkin guy looks good. And then they both had to defect from Russia and wait for their visas. Well, they have to defect. They had to defect. Not like, not like back in the day. It's not like the Americans. Not like, not, it's not like back in the day where... You know, uh, did you ever watch? I watched at the uh, the the Dormont Theater, the Hollywood Theater in Dormont. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, um, Red Army. Oh yeah, about how a lot of the players defected. I'd love to watch that. <laughs> and how they and how they ended up literally sneaking out of a hotel rooms. Yeah. In the middle of the night and climbing down like. <laughs> well, didn't Malkin like? Didn't like Malkin's agent like meet him at the Helsinki, Finland airport? It was something and like crazy. slide him his passport like on the down low. It was it was yeah. so, something crazy like that. Uh, we have to ask Gino how that went down. We'll, 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 do you got, love to. Do you got Gino's number? I don't know, but I want to hit. I need to hit him up because we got to go out for some Russian food. I know, right? Yeah, That'd be awesome. Uh, so also uh, in some good Pittsburgh news here, uh, and also all over um, the NFL world, uh, the OTAs have begun. Uh, the vets are meeting in the rookies uh, and the invited free agents uh, for the first time. Uh, of course, no sign of Love Bell. Uh, don't expect to see him till after camp. 
they still have till July 15th to reach a long-term deal. Uh, and also, these are voluntary to attend. They're not mandatory. They're OTAs. They're voluntary OTAs, offensive training, uh, or, or optional optional training. Optional team activities. Team activities. Yeah, optional team activities. Sounds like a blast. Maybe if they gave it a better name, more people would show up. Right? You know? <laughs> Uh, Why can't they call it, like, Coach Tomlin's Fun Camp? <laughs> Coach Tomlin's Fun Camp. Uh, there was a little bit I saw here earlier, came across uh, my my uh, wire. Go away, I wanted you somewhere else. Um, bidee, bidee, bidee. It was about Antonio Brown, right? What I what he, I saw he said something about, like, how Le'Veon Bell needs to get there, get up there, whatever. Get yeah. To, get to practice. I, I, yeah, I, Antonio Brown says he advised leaving him Bell to show up and get better after up, going through his saying. own contract dispute um, yeah. two years ago. Um, okay, so it, like, it sounds like he was being serious and not just like yeah, uh, not not just trying to get headlines. Uh, like, I, ben, ben Roethlisberger looks renewed and ready for a late thirties uh, resurgence. That's based off Jeremy Fowler. Yeah, I have a I have a thing about that though because like I too wake up looking like I'm ready for a late 30s resurgence. And, uh, <laughs> it just keeps not happening. Right. So, um, yeah, waking up looking ready isn't enough. you got to show up to practice. Show up, Lev. You know, I, don't show up to OTAs. I get no, it. Don't, if you don't want, I don't care. Like I said, you don't get hurt. You know, show up to camp. No one gets more banged up than running backs. Yeah, so show, show gonna, up to camp. You know, you know you're not going to be taking the brunt of everything at camp, but you need to get the playbook. You need to get the timing down with the guys. Showing up after camp's over and having a week to get ready to go play the Cleveland Browns. Granted, the Cleveland Browns is a warm-up game, but still. I mean, yeah. uh, a few other things happen here. Uh, so there's a lot of other things in camp. There's already been reports of a couple players tweaking pieces and parts of their bodies. They shouldn't be tweaking this early in the offseason, but for these OTAs, uh, there was one guy, I can't remember, uh, I want to say it was uh, one of the offensive guards, uh, already blew his ACL. Like, dude, really? You're in OTAs, you're not even in pads. <laughs> you know, you got helmets on and a jersey. <laughs> um, yeah, here it is. Char yeah, Chargers, tight end, Hunter Henry, believed to have torn ACL, uh, suffered the injury in practice on Tuesday. Like, come on, like, it can happen. It can happen. I mean, you can blow out your ACL going to the grocery store and stepping yeah. sideways off the curb. Mm -hmm. I get it. But yeah. No, but no like, I mean, yeah. Um, it's bad, though. It's, it is bad. I, I had a, One of my friends once, like, injured his knee doing, like, fake wrestling. That was the best part. Like, oh, he wasn't God. even he wasn't even doing a move. He was just doing a taunt. He was doing a taunt. He was just, he was, like, just, like, jumping up and down, and he's like, oh, my knee. So, yeah, you can hurt yourself doing basically anything. All right, also in the NFL news, Nashville has been selected to host the 2019 NFL Draft. Oh, my God. That went over pretty well in Chicago last year. And then, yeah. uh, and then this past season, the past draft went over real well in Dallas. Um, Didn't they have it in Philly one year on the parkway? <laughs> uh, no, they did. I think they, they, did. I think they did have it. Yeah. I think it went Philly, Chicago, Dallas. Yeah. It's getting rotated around. We're gonna. Uh, we're I can't gonna have it here before too. Much we're longer. gonna have it here before too much longer. I mean, it's just inevitable. After after they finally like give us like the final big no on you're never getting a Super Bowl. Yeah, we're still we're, uh, speaking of Super Bowls. Uh, Arizona selected the whole Super Bowl LVII, which would be fifty seven. Why? Then, no, 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 no
No, no, no. There is no reason to have Super Bowl 57 anywhere other than Heinz Field. You are correct. Why didn't anybody... Mm, why am I not the mayor? Because I just moved to the city like six months ago. But besides that, like... Because you just moved into city limits. Super Bowl 57 <laughs> at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Jeez, come on, people. How did you not come up with this, people? NFL, NFL. so stupid. Uh, and then also, Super Bowl 58 is to be held in New Orleans. Okay, I, that's fine. I You're guess. still mad about Super Bowl 57. Give 57. Like, give, give 58 to Nashville. Or not Nashville, uh, Arizona. Arizona. Nashville's getting the draft. Man, what a missed opportunity. I know. What a missed opportunity. You, you don't think Hines was probably pulling for some of that shit, too? Although now that Hines is, like, split between here and Chicago, like, they could have just been like, yeah, like, Super Bowl 57 in Chicago. Home of Kraft Hines. Uh, Trust me, dude. Like, I've been putting ketchup in my mac and cheese for years. Oh, God. You're it's, one a, of those. it's a winning combination. You're one of those. Yupper. Oh, God. Uh, also, NFL news. Roger Goodell. And the NFL have implemented the new standard and rule regarding the national anthem. Did you read this? I did read this. Uh, all personnel on the field during ceremonies must stand and show respect for the anthem. If they choose not to stand and are able and uh, they are able to stay in the locker room or a like area off the field for the opening ceremonies. If anyone doesn't stand and show respect for the anthem. The organization will be fined. Each organization can make their own work rule regarding the situation. The commission will impose appropriate discipline on league personnel who do not stand and show respect. This still leaves open what is considered respect or disrespect. Because all they said was respect. Yeah, all they said was respect. You know, kneeling was meant to be respectful. If you don't... If you don't recall, and like a lot of people don't, because they don't recall we've been like the initial about it for two years. But Colin Kaepernick was starting out; he was just sitting, and then he like decided you know, to another take... player reached out, like a, a former veteran. Uh, yeah, another player, former current former... like NFL player yeah. who also had military service, not Villanueva, but like someone yeah. else, like reached out to him and said, like you know. Like, in the Army, like, it's still considered respectful to, like, take a knee, you know, as opposed to sitting. So that's how, like, taking a knee... It was, like, meant... Kneeling is meant to say, like, I am respecting the traditions of the military and the flag, but I still have questions about, like, the general tenor of life in this country. Correct. And it's never been about the military. And that's the problem that I have, is that they have reframed the argument... To be like something that it never was in the oh, first the place. The military pays so much money to be part of the NFL. Right. And that's why it's really like, it was like a very, it could have been like a very big like lesson in conflict resolution. It was if only... everybody just said like, they came up with kneeling, folks, because sitting was disrespectful, but standing was like, not, you know, like allowing them to have their like, you know, protest, which is something that the military fights for. And they, they, they support our right to free speech. You know, like, I don't think people are, like, fighting for a flag so much as fighting for what that flag represents. And now the league is just, because they're the NFL, 
they're just going to try to like make a bunch of rules. Well, because that nobody's going to be able to And Roger Goodell is the judge, jury, and executioner, which is part of the biggest not, problem with the, the case, NFL. Though. The owners voted on this. The owners voted on us, but they still haven't determined what is respectful or disrespectful. Did you see what the San Francisco owner said? What was that? He well, he abstained from the vote because he just had issues like with the whole process. Because he had Colin um, Kaepernick on his team, right? And other other reasons too. I think probably doesn't like you know. I'm I'm sure his position is influenced by the fact that he's in San Francisco, which is a more liberal sort of market for the NFL and just in general. Um, but but he said that at Levi Stadium, you aren't even going to be able to like buy a Pepsi during the anthem. Like there's going to be like a two minute like pause on every cash register in their stadium mm-hmm. because if the players are expected to stand and be respectful, then the fans should also, you know make appropriate measures to be respectful or at least to like not carry on with whatever it is they were doing before you know the ceremony begins so to speak so i think they just left this open to a lot of they've made a better thing on the rule if you don't want to be part of it stay in a locker room or stay off the field but they still left a big gray area of what is Respectful and You could stand respectfully with your back turned the other direction. You could stand respectfully with a raised fist. You know? You could stand respectfully holding, like, a terrible towel that says, like, free Mumia on the other side. Yeah. You know? Like, it's just gonna... It's like I saw a tweet today. Like, every year they're just gonna have to, like, come up with, like, a new rule for a new thing. Pretty much. And that's how protest works, folks. I mean, that... That's how it works. Um, you know, I thought it was really big when the Steelers, like, against the Bears last year, decided to just, like, not come out of the locker room. And But Villanueva. But Villanueva did anyway. And there was, you know, like, there's, I'm not sure I buy the whole story. I'm not sure I buy the whole story either on that. But he did what he wanted to do, and that's his right. And that's his conscience, and that's his, like, service, and, and his camaraderie with, with his, you know, fellow West Pointers. And, like, nobody has a problem with that, you know? But, like, forcing people to go out, like, that's also a problem. So, like, what you do, like, is I guess if you say, like, I am i can't allow myself to stand for this, so I'm going to stay in the locker room. So, But then no one gets to see your protest. See, but here's the thing, though, too, is, what was it? It was until 2004 mm-hmm. that the players weren't even on the field or out of the locker room yet. While the national anthem was going on, it was yeah. it was only until the military started saying, "Hey, this is a big opportunity. A lot of people can see this. We're gonna pay you guys a bunch of money, mm. and we'll have the flyovers, and we'll have the mm. military guys in the field with the flags and everything else." And they pushed back to the start of the season and by they a week. Pushed back to start of the season. So opening opening week festivities often coincide with nine eleven memorial. Right. Um, of course, football used to start at the end of August, and then we got attacked by terrorists. And, you know, they very rightfully, like, postponed the start of the season by a week. And then they realized that, like, that made the Super Bowl... February. ...appear in, like, the first week of February, which is completely dead for, like, every other form of entertainment. Pretty much. So they decided to just keep it that way. And, I, and I've been to Steelers openers that, that fell on September 11th. And there's, so there's flyovers and there's pageantry... Um, but yeah, you're right. It didn't start until after until after 2004. They announced they announced the first like bombing raids in Afghanistan, like ten minutes before kickoff of the Steelers Bengals game. 
They they every every game. Like the president was on the scoreboard at like every stadium that had a one p.m. kickoff. It was. They really did that. That's a real thing that happened. It is. And it like is. I was people there for don't that. remember that. I was there for that. You were. See, I was still up in Meadville, but you know. I, I was there for that. That that it was. Yeah, yeah. President Bush. Mm-hmm. They, they they they. Yeah. You know, one o'clock kickoffs didn't start till about one thirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, I mean, regardless, if if like I personally don't want the government like spending as much money as they spend on, like, football ceremonies. Um, you know, like, they could just get, like, poverty neck hillbillies to fill that time, and it wouldn't cost the taxpayers a dime. Except for, like, the, you know, police who provide security for the poverty neck hillbillies. Um, yeah, showing my age there with that reference. Wow. I guess, I guess it would be, like, Gabby Barrett these days, but, like... You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. And Big Ben it, Roethlisberger was in the video. Was yeah, that a music remember, video yeah, for yeah. the poverty yeah. Nick? <laughs> Ride the motorcycle. No, I have a friend who used to he used to refer to them as the country Clarks. The country Clarks. because it was just like they're just like the Clarks. Like they just showed up at like every Yinzer like gathering. Every time there were like more than fifty Yinzers in like a public place at the same time, like the poverty neck hillbillies showed up. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Oh man, yeah. But uh, again, we're you know I'm sure there's gonna be somebody that's gonna. Break. It's not going away, man. Like somebody's gonna break this rule. Somebody's gonna get fined, and they should. Somebody's gonna get fined. Somebody's there's you, an you know how Antonio Brown feels about fines. <laughs> well, no. What you're gonna find me if I like hump the goalpost after I score a touchdown? Like okay, you're gonna, gonna find me if I if I like or like find Peyton Manning for wearing like Johnny Unitas boots. In a game yeah, yeah. like the day after Johnny Unitas died, he's like, "Fine, whatever. If it means enough to me, well, and I'm a multi See, here, see here's athlete. where they're saying is they're going to find the organization. They find the organization, if and the Jets just, have already said that they're okay with picking up that tab. Oh, I didn't the even owner hear of that. the the owner of the Jets said that like he well he what he said was like I'll pay any player fine, but I'm assuming that that was said before the rule was finalized. And if it's going to be an organizational fine, like, isn't that just giving, like, a green light to someone on the Jets to protest? Pretty much. Because, hey, boss, like, you said you'd pay my fine. Well, I mean... And I mean, now you have to because they actually sent the bill to the New York Jets. Well, I mean, that that, that was that one... Also, you want to talk about fines and, and, and funny stories about that. I remember when uh, Chad Johnson or Ocho Cinco, mm. whatever he was at that point in time, um, did a, 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 a Twitter video... A YouTube video of him writing a check to Roger Goodell, payable to NFL player, whatever, whatever, mm. for a hundred thousand dollars. I'm sending this to you, Roger. Mm. It's to pay my fines for the season. Whenever I owe you more, let me know. Mm. Here you go. Like, you know, send him a hundred grand on the beer. You're like, <laughs> there's all kinds of ways they could process. You know, like, I know we're wrapping this segment, but just think about this. Group celebrations are legal now. Yes, group celebrations are so what's, illegal. So what's, what's not to say that, like, someone scores a touchdown and then, like, everybody on the team just, like, stands in the end zone and does, like, the black power salute? You know? Uh, yeah. It's not a penalty. It's not finable. It's not a group but celebration. But it's still going to be on every highlight show for the rest yeah, of the season. Yeah, group celebrations are limited to the players on the field for that play. It's still, that's still 11 guys. Still 11 guys. It is. And at that note, folks, we are going to go ahead and take another break here, and you're going to have some more messages from our friends 
at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our final segment here at Bold Sports. Pirates. What do we have to say about the Pirates? Pirates won tonight. Pirates lost four games prior to that. And they lost three games in a row to the Padres, which the Padres um, are not that great of a team. No. Uh, you know, the Pirates were beating the teams they, they should have been beating, and then they ran to the Padres, and for some reason, yeah. dumped three in a row. And uh, three, three in a row to the Padres, and one loss to the Reds, and then they almost blew it again tonight. They, they, uh, they're, what they're, inning did that end up in? That was extra inning win. Yeah, okay, so Pirates were cruising. They were... Uh, up two nothing in the first on a Cervelli home run. I was at work scared I was going to be later than you because you're like after the pirate game and after uh, the post game I'm going to be ready to go. I'm at work. I look up and I'm like, oh, the pirate game's the eighth inning. What time is it? I'm like, shit, it's nine o'clock. <laughs> Baseball does not follow your clock. <laughs> Baseball is largely predicated on the competence well, I mean, of the bullpen. Well, they went through nine innings, or they went through they went through eight innings or through seven. They started the eighth. Like they're in the eighth inning. I'm yeah, like, they I'm still work. They I'm still. Bit, I'm like the the hockey game's only in the middle of the second period. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? I thought I was gonna be fine, <laughs> and you, know, you still end up being fine. Then Rivero happened, or Vasquez. Or Vasquez. I liked him better when he was Rivero. Right. Um. Yeah. So, you know, bullpen meltdown. You know, took twelve innings, but the Pirates won. And it's been, you know, like they're, like I said, like you said, like we said last week. The bullpen is still suspect. The bullpen is suspect. They are doing well in the division and against teams that they should beat, quote unquote, and have had their asses handed to them by good teams, like the Phillies and the Nationals. And now also apparently the Padres are good enough to sweep the Pirates. So... That's what happened. I mean, but it's good though. Like we're we're in good shape. So okay, I just, I just think their pitching problems are gonna. So so this bust will any bubbles. This, this will have. tell you how bad our division is. Is earlier this afternoon when I was writing the notes before this game today, the Pirates were three or were three and a half out and were in. Fourth place. Mm. So now they're three out and they're in second. <laughs> yeah. They moved up two spots. Apparently, I guess the Cardinals and the Cubs lost tonight. Uh, Milwaukee still leading division. They're 31 and 19. Um, three games ahead of the Buccos. They're 27 and 21. Pirates still ahead of 500. Six games above 500. Uh, Cardinals are 26 and 21. Cubs are 25 and 21. And the Reds. Why are we not beating these guys? They're 17 and 33 and 14 games out. Um, in that AL uh, or the NL West, Padres are 21 to 30, five and a half games out. The Padres—they're just in a tough. That whole division's tight. The uh, Rockies are 26 and 24. Diamondbacks are 25 and 24. So I mean, actually, they—they they might be in. 
that might be the worst division in the NL is the West. Mm. You know, two games ahead of 500 and you're leading the division. Um, yeah, so, what, we're looking at a possible wild card berth still out of that division? It's out of the way Central. early to it's tell. It's way too early way to talk too about early wild to talk. I'll talk about anything. But you hate, you'd hate to have a four-team race for one playoff berth in the Central. And it's right now it's looking like, you know, Chicago, St. Louis, Milwaukee, and the Pirates. Like nobody's running away with it yet. Uh, you you no. just you just hope all four teams can stay the enough one, above five hundred. The only one who doesn't get first maybe gets a wild card or yeah, two. Yeah, the only one you can say that's got, not going to be in anything is the Reds. They're fourteen games out already. We uh, also have a situation in the East. Very likely to get a couple wild card teams out of the East. Yeah, both right wild card teams can come out of the East. The Braves because the Braves and the Phillies have come out of nowhere the, to actually be good this Braves year. Braves are twenty nine and nineteen, and the Phillies are twenty eight and nineteen, a half game back, and the Nats are twenty six and twenty two, three games back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you could definitely have one, if not two, of the wild cards come out of the East. Yeah. Again, we're still early to tell. I mean, the All Star break's not for another month and a half. True. And speaking uh, of the East, the Pirates lost to the Reds yesterday. Like, they did have to face Matt Harvey. And he was looking like he had his stuff from back when he was the Dark Knight. Nice. Which doesn't make any sense, because Harvey, everyone knows Harvey is Two-Face. Harvey is not Batman. Harvey Dent is Two-Face. Okay? Bruce Wayne is Batman, but don't tell anybody. That's a secret. As a secret. But anyway, yeah, Matt Harvey's like maybe good. So maybe that's why the Pirates lost because they played a good pitcher and they lost. And then they actually, I'm glad they beat up on Homer Bailey because you know who's owned the Pirates? Homer Bailey. Homer Bailey. So, again, the pitching's the issue. Like, cool was good today, but then the bullpen stuck. Yeah, it's the bullpen's the issue. We need to go out and get some bullpen guys. Uh, you know, our starting pitching has is, is been pretty solid. Uh, again, you know, uh, I did read something the other day that, you know, um, Greg Maddox, John Smoltz, and Tom Glavin all threw multiple complete game winning, winning complete games with less than 80 pitches. Mm. There's guys now that 80 pitches is four innings and they're out. Mm. Like, and they're starting pitchers. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the way baseball is played now, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's an approach that you take as a hitter, is to just well work, because work the count, grind the pitcher, get them out of there. Yeah, and then also now the pitchers are throwing a bunch of junk balls. They're throwing them down and way in the dirt. Mm-hmm. You know, getting guys to try to chase the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got a curveball that can do that, if that curveball's coming in, you're like, hoo hoo, that's coming right in my sweet spot, and all of a sudden the bottom falls out of it and hits the dirt, yeah. and you swung. Hey, kudos to you as the pitcher to get to do that. But also, I mean, you look at the guys like Tom Glavin and Smoltz, and I hate mentioning these guys because they beat up on the Pirates so much. Ow. But these guys, they would work the locations. They weren't throwing 100 mile an hour. Mm. They were throwing 80s, low 90s. Yeah, you know they were working locations. They were working, you know, um, just just pitching the ball and knowing their opposition. Yeah, they weren't they weren't throwing balls down and away in the dirt just to try to get a guy in chase, or they weren't trying to throw a hundred miles an hour down a guy's throat. 
on you know how do you get how do you get bullpen help though? Like it's so hard to get. Like most teams only have like one like blue chipper in their bullpen, and it's their closer. If you're lucky, then you've got a situation like the Pirates had for you know a while where they where they had Watson. And then you Watson, know, Melanson, and Melanson Grilly. And, and Grilly. Grilly. Yeah. You want to go back to that. Yeah, Watson, Melanson, and Grilly. Like that was I mean, that's ideal. Like we're we're not even close to that. Like no. we don't we don't even have a closer right now. And then we had the while where we had from, and then before Watson it was before Watson it was Melanson, Grilly, and Hanoran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So I mean, like those guys were not acquired in like big trades. No, those were not. It's not. You don't. You don't go and like trade from depth in your farm system. No, those guys are brought to up get a guy who's gonna like. Gurley was one brought in. Gurley was brought in. Right, but I'm saying like right now, like I guess the depth the Pirates have is the outfield. Austin Meadows. Well, we're gonna talk about Austin Meadows here in a minute, um, but in the meantime, no, just running over some baseball, um, baseball positioning. In the AL East, Red Sox, Yankees. I mean, the Red Sox are thirty-four and fifteen. Uh, they're they're a, a game and a half up. Yankees are thirty-one and fifteen. Uh, Blue Jays are right down there. They're they're a little lower. They're eleven games out. So the race in the AL East right now is the Red Sox and Yankees, and then everybody else is eleven games or worse behind. Um, AL Central, the Indians are two games up, and then you have the Twins at two games behind. Uh, Tigers are four, and then you have the Royals and the Sox are nine. Uh, AL West, the Astros are two games up. Mariners behind them at the two games behind. Four and a half games back for the Angels. The A's are six and a half, and the Rangers are 12 and a half. We did just already go through National League, so no worries about going back through that bullshit. So, seriously, it comes down to, let's see, who we got tomorrow? Uh, we got the Reds, 12.35 afternoon game in Cincinnati, getaway game. And then the Pirates come back home to take on the Cardinals for three over the weekend. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, and then the Pirates are home with the Cubs coming in. Uh, they have a wow. Is that a makeup game? Quite possibly. I mean, no, that's not a makeup game. That's a scheduled Monday afternoon 135 game. In Chicago? Mm-mm. In here? Here. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. That is like, wait a minute. What? How's the scheduled Monday 135 game? You got two 130, you got the Cardinals Sunday at 135. That's standard 135 afternoon game. Then Monday afternoon 135? That's scheduled? That's not a makeup? Is there like a big event on the North Shore that night? Is there like a Chesney concert or something that we don't know about? No, that's not until the first weekend of June. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, you know why? It's Memorial Day. Oh, I'm sorry. I just sorry looked at veterans. I just sorry. looked at the date. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, veterans. That's Memorial Day. He just said Monday, folks. Like to be honest, he just said Monday. Yeah, Monday one thirty-five. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's it, like you know how I you know what I always hated when I used to do fantasy hockey, the Columbus Day matinee games. Oh, because it's like oh, I forgot to set my lineup by noon. And now I, like, don't have a goalie this week. Right. It's BS, man. I'm like, that's why. Are there a Monday 135? Oh, it's it's Memorial Day. Sorry about that. No, that's cool. But I'm I'm not going to be watching the Pirates. I'm going to be at the parade. Uh, I'm going to be at work. 
Oh yeah, well, I work. I work. Memorial I'm off Day Sunday too. though. I'm off Sunday because I oh, have yeah. my my Memorial Day festivities with the group of guys I hang out with. All take place on that Sunday afternoon. Good. I'll be floating around a pool with a floaty and a beer. Good. I will be. Yeah, I, I get the inner tube and I put mm-hmm. my head my arms to the inner tube and I float with a beer and I do that for about eight hours. Cool. That's and and I'll eat. I'll get out of the pool and eat here and there. But uh, yeah, that's that's my plan for for my Memorial Day weekend. And you don't have like a swim up hibachi. You gotta actually get out of the pool. Yeah, I mean, I could be like Amanda. Can you bring me a hot dog? Uh, <laughs> but then chlorine on the bun. I don't know. Yeah, she's just gonna throw it. She's just gonna throw it, right? Yeah. <laughs> or one of my butt, or one of my jagoff buddies, be like, "You eat a hot dog in the pool and like splash me." I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, well, there it is. You know, they go down faster if they're wet. Uh, I, the Joey Chestnut. Test. Joey Chestnut has taught everybody that you dip <laughs> in the water and go. Um, I but personally don't drink water with my hot dogs. I prefer beer, but um, I, I would imagine the same effect. Yeah, I'm gonna have probably like a thirty pack of Founders All Day IPA. Nice, showing around, and um, you know. So we're recording on Monday then, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have to work Monday, man. I have to work. Oh wait, you're doing this Sunday. Yeah, so I'm doing we, we should Sunday. totally record on Sunday. We could just do like a pop up episode. A pop up episode at the pool. Yeah, bold bold hot dog. You want to come down to the pool? I mean, you're off Sunday, right? Sunday, yeah. I'm probably going to my parents yeah. for Memorial Day. You go to your parents for Memorial Day or you can come down and if, hang out at the if, pool? If my mom's making ribs, though, man. Oh, if your mom's making ribs, you got to yeah. get your mom's. Yeah. I, I, I get that. We usually I, get ribs. Ribs get on that. the grill. So, still talking about the Pirates. The much-awaited call-up of Austin Meadows has been worth the wait. He's 5-11 and with two homers. Uh, manager Clint Hurdle says he's been being aggressive, seeing pitches. Clint summed it up in two words, saying visualization and confidence. Yeah. Pretty seems much. Confident. He seems very confident. He looks very... He's got two home runs. He's got two home runs. Uh, and he has he has more home runs in the majors than he's had all season in AAA. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he thinks he sees the ball better because of the lights. That's highly possible because the lights are more prevalent. Have you ever been to a minor league baseball game? The lights are kind of spotty. Yeah, they are. There's there's some dark spots. Some in the stadiums field. I would imagine are better than others. Like, you know, I'm I know the stadium in Columbus, for example. Like, I mean, that's like a it's not as big as a major league stadium, but that's like the main stadium in Columbus. Right. Why would they like skimp on lighting? Well, it's, is that where that's where Ohio State plays, and also the minor league team. I don't know about Ohio State, but that's where the Clippers play. Right. I think, and, I think Ohio State might play that. And, like, again, like, Indianapolis, like, the Pirates AAA team. I mean, that's big enough. I've driven past it. I mean, it's not it's not huge. It's not, like, big, like a major league stadium. But, like, why would they skimp on lights? Like, I could see it being in Altoona. I've been to that stadium before. That's a little... And you're not going to, you're not going to, like, see the ball as well. There's yeah, that's no a way. little dull. That's you know? the Altoona's a little... Plus, you got the mountains right around there. Yeah. Beautiful um, setting for baseball. It is a beautiful um, setting for baseball. But I'm just, I'm not. I, yeah, I guess so. Like, yeah, it's the big lights, the big leagues. Like, sure, they got more lights. I guess I'd buy it. Uh, you know, he's he's been much anticipated, much talked about, and you knew uh, it wouldn't be long before he'd be getting called up, especially uh, uh, with an injury to Sterling Marte. I believe it's an oblique, uh, which is his injury, and, yeah. and he's out what uh, three weeks. Something like that. So, I mean, that doesn't mean Austin Meadows is going to be in Pittsburgh after Marte comes back. Uh, or it could mean that he solidified a spot and you you, you got to move. Trade Polanco for a pitcher. <sighs> trade Polanco for a pitcher. Trade Polanco if for a pitcher. If you can. If you can, yeah, trade Polanco for a pitcher. If you want a DH 
who can't hit. Oh, man. Or an outfielder who can't field. And you have a depth of pitching. I mean, honestly, you got to sit here and think. How long? I, I want Polanco to be great. Like, I like the guy. Like He's got such a pretty swing. Yeah. Beautiful swing, but he yeah. has not been hitting for average all year, and like he's just had some. He, he's he's been a he's been a he's been a home run or a strikeout or a very long double. Mm-hmm. Um, he did you see him steal? He stole second and third the other night. Um, I and, didn't see it, but and I I looked at him and he stole second and third, like back to back, like mm-hmm. stole second, next pitch stole third, and. I think he took about four steps. <laughs> Dude is, he's got some legs on him. I, I, I think he just covers ground. He's not yeah. that he's fast. He just covers ground. No, I, I remember my, like my dad once like told me, he's like, so this, when, this is when Polanco was still in the minors. And he's like, he's like, I read these like reports about this guy Polanco. And they, they said on the, on like the pregame show the other night that like, when he takes off from first, it only takes him like, six strides to get to second. And he's like, I don't believe it. And then he came up to the majors, and I was like, do you still not believe that? And he's like, oh, no. Like, that guy's like a giraffe. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Aaron Judge is like six yeah. eight. Aaron Judge. I love that SportsCenter commercial with him. Uh-huh. Where he's on the treadmill. And he's just, and it's like, it's to home run trot setting. So like, he, he just like runs for like a little bit, like slowly. And then he gets off the treadmill and just starts, like, high-fiving people, like, on his way back to, like, the locker room. And then, they like, it pans back over to the treadmill and, like, the setting says, like, home run mode. Yeah, and home that, run trot. That's good stuff. That's good. Some of the ESPN. Some, of the, some awesome. of the best home run trots have been in Yankee uniforms, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, but Austin Meadows, I mean, this kid's looking good. Um, you know, uh if he keeps playing the way he's doing, batting the way he's batting, hit, and he's hitting for average, he's getting on base. He's gonna make a uh, a reason to keep him. Yeah. But then you got to find a reason to play him, a, a spot to play him. He's an outfielder. Uh, he's a left and he's a center guy. Yeah. Dickerson's on fucking fire. Dickerson's on fire. You cannot sit Dickerson. Dickerson's. Dickerson's average is better than McCutcheon, and, and you know now you look at McCutcheon's gone, and but also we know McCutcheon doesn't get started until June. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, and it's a little cold in San Francisco in the summer. Uh, so, like, are you really telling me that like we've got nowhere to put this guy, and we could have traded him for like pitching help back when it mattered? Who Meadows? He was always off limits. Austin Meadows is off limits. Yeah. We will not trade Austin Meadows for any kind of deadline day help at any position that might help us compete for a wild card spot or, God forbid, actually win a division. Mm-hmm. And now you're telling me we've got nowhere to put him, and part of the reason for that is because of Gregory Polanco? And that's where it makes the bid for, I mean, you know, hey... You can put Marte back. You can put Marte in right. You can probably put Meadows in right. I don't care. I mean, you need to be in the lineup if you're hitting. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there's no shame in playing right. Like, I know so, Little so League, you, when so, you get put in right, it's like, oh, that just means I'm the shittiest player. No, it doesn't but mean you're the shittiest majors, player. You need to have an arm. You got to have an arm. Right. You got to have an arm to be in right field. 
And at PNC Park, you gotta you gotta know how to play off the wall. Yeah, know how to play off the wall you know? exactly. Uh, and that's not just a wall in PNC Park. That's a chain link fence up that yeah. bitch. Do you, you know can't... what kind of hops a ball takes up a chain link yeah. fence? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> so do I. The last level of baseball I played was Colt. So like, <laughs> that we we did not have like padded walls. So no. Like, we had chain link fence. <laughs> I've never played a ball off anything but a chain link fence. Uh, I have, um, but. I've played more off a chain link fence than I've played off a padded wall. Yeah. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, you know, I... Look, the Pirates are not going to, like, probably win the World Series this year. No. Because they were able to, like, solve their outfielding situation. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of Meadows' development... I, I think mean, you need to keep him up with the Keep him up. But if he's not playing, it's like the same deal as like Tristan Jari, like we always talked about during hockey season. Yeah. If he's not seeing pitching, he's basically wasting his time. Right. So, okay. So when Marte is able to come back up mm-hmm. and play, do you put Meadows in right and Saplanka for a little bit? Do you put What's Marte? Polanco's average at that Shitty. Time? But when, okay, when Marte comes back, if Polanco's average is still shitty, send him to Indy. Send him to Indy, get him some at-bats. Like, this has already, like, been touted as a reclamation year for Polanco. Well, I mean, um, Yasiel Puig got sent down. Yasiel Puig got sent down. You know. Puig, I mean, Polanco is not a Puig. No. Talent-wise, he's not Puig. Puig got sent down for attitude and whatnot. Okay, well, here's Mainly. the thing about that. Attitude, what's your attitude if not your ability to, like, mentally cope with the circumstances that you're in? Right? Your attitude is like, oh, okay, this is happening. Like, how am I going to react? If Polanco is still batting, like, 140, and we've got three outfielders who hit for a better average than that, and then Sean Rodriguez as a fourth. Sean Rodriguez. Like if if Polanco's attitude can't handle going down to the minors well, for some for, for some at bats, then the reclamation project fails. Well, the other okay? thing is too is Sean Rodriguez is, can be can play multiple positions. Right, which is why like I think he's a great fourth outfielder. Uh, a lot yeah. of people a lot of people say like oh well like our fourth outfielder is Rodriguez that's terrible because he's. Did you see some of the catches he's made? In the he makes awesome catches. I don't know what people's problem is with... I, I don't get why people don't like Rodriguez. Honestly. I love Rodriguez. I love Rodriguez, too. I was happy to see him come back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, me too. Uh, and he, he hit a walk-off And he hit a walk-off on running his first game back in the, what, the 15th inning? Yeah. Uh, that, that's ridiculous. I mean, Allowing me to eat dinner sooner. You know, he, he came... I was know, hungry that You know, they, they said he walked... He went as an unrestricted free agent. The Pirates didn't talk to him, or they talked to him, didn't offer him. Atlanta said, we'll give you X amount of money. And they, Atlanta paid him healthy. Yeah. And then, then he got in a car accident. He earned that contract, and then he, earned he that had contract. a bad injury. He, he played half a season. Atlanta went out and got Brandon Phillips to You know, to, and then he ended up with a car hole. accident where yeah. him and his family almost didn't walk away from mm-hmm. uh, and then, uh And it wasn't even his fault. The I, accident was not his fault. Yeah. No, I mean, it, not that it would matter if, even if it was his fault, like, it's still, you know, 
an amazing story. It is amazing. And, it, and yeah, I'm, yeah. even before that, like, I'm not, like, I don't, I'm not saying, like, he should just be on the Pirates because he's got a cool story. Like, I think he's a good player. He's a good player. And, and he likes, he wants to be here. He loves, and that's what we need. Like, for years, nobody wanted to come to the Pirates. And then that started to change. And he, what changed it was McCutcheon and Burnett. Yes. And now McCutcheon is gone. And Burnett's gone. Burnett's retired. But they're never going to... Burnett and McCutcheon are never going to say a bad thing about the Pirates organization. No, they will not. And we need we need to keep like building a legacy of former players who have good things to say about the Pirates. And someday, Sean Rodriguez is going to be a former player who says good things about the Pirates. And we don't want people saying, like, I won't sign a free agent contract with Pittsburgh for any amount of money because they're not committed to winning. Like... They might not be as committed to winning as other organizations, but I think they make good personnel moves with the resources they have. And I don't want to see them lose the momentum that they gained by having like not. three consecutive wildcard appearances. So I can tell you about one day sitting at a bar in downtown Pittsburgh. A woman walks in, sits at the bar, and she was sat two stools over for me and was talking to the bartender. And she's like, oh yeah, I'm just waiting on my husband. You know, he's coming in. I sat there and struck up a conversation with her. About five minutes later, her husband walked in. I looked, I was like, I know your husband. She goes, well, a lot of people do. So I started talking to her. I was like, hey, Uncle Ray, how's it going? He's like, God, not too bad. Nice. So I was sitting there and having drinks, and it was Ray Series and his wife. And and that was the year AJ left and went to um, the Phillies. Yeah. I said, so, uh, I said, it's sad that AJ's gone. Says, he goes, yeah. He goes, he goes, he still calls me every other day. He goes, hey, did you watch us? Did you watch that game? You know, watch my game. He goes, tell me what I'm doing wrong. He goes, he goes, AJ came to me. He goes, and, and kind of was like, I helped fix him. He goes, he left the Yankees as a number five starter. He goes, which at the time on the Yankees starting staff. He's a number one anywhere. Yeah. But she came to the Pirates. He's instantly a number one. He's instantly an ace. And, you know, he says, but remember, there's there's two AJs you got to deal with. There's AJ and there's JA. <laughs> <laughs> what, jackass? Yeah. <laughs> he says, sometimes, you know, he just gets his mood and like, fine. Do what you fucking want. Whenever it doesn't work, then come talk to me. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and you're dealing with, yeah, I, I am, Matt, I don't know that you or I could deal with any of the head cases that are in Major League Sports, whether it's baseball, football, hockey, or basketball, of, you know, yeah, because everybody that's in the Major League Baseball, everybody that's in, Major, in the NFL, or the NHL, or the NBA, was their stud in junior sports in high school. I mean, you know, the guys that are wide receiver in the NFL were quarterbacks in high school and running backs and defensive ends. Mm. They, they played, they never left the field. You know, I, I mean, we grew up here in Western Pennsylvania where we had so many great football athletes come out of here. And I can tell you playing against some of these guys in high school. I mean, LeVar Arrington was a running back and he never left the field, went right on his linebacker. Mm. You know, it, it never, you know, same thing with Jason Taylor. I mean, he was, he was, uh, he was a tight end, and he was a defensive end. Yeah. You know, the only ones that ever left the field was the quarterbacks because, you know, they were the quarterbacks. Yeah. 
But uh, this is the thing. You got all these, whether it's baseball. I mean, these guys in baseball, I mean, they were the coach's kid. They were the stud pitcher. They were the ones that got all the work. You know, they were the best hitter on the team and everything else like that. I mean, if they weren't pitching, they were playing shortstop. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like, just the Pirates right now, I'm, I'm, I am pleasantly surprised. I am very pleasantly surprised to see where the Pirates are right now. Um, still haven't been to a game. Still haven't been to a game. Uh, I'm getting more and more coaxed to go. It's going to happen. It's probably going to happen. Gonna go. It's probably going to happen. Um, it's probably going to happen eventually. I, th- I think it's going to end up with somebody handing us tickets and me like, go to the fucking game. Uh, Good luck, man. And you're you're lucky because you get that bartending gig. So like, people <laughs> yeah. do hand you tickets from time to time. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, I'll see you there. You'll you'll be in the parrot seats. I'll be in the. He'll parrot. be on his giant cell phone, like call Steve. <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, oh, you're right there, buddy. What up? Yeah. And then I'll be like giving you pounds and shit. Man. Yeah, right. Um, you're going to be on TV and everything, man. I mean, we have we have some connections. and Once we get inside the ballpark, we have some <laughs> connections. It's it's getting inside. Um, uh, you know, I want the Pirates to go out, and they actually have, as much as everybody in this city gave them shit about getting rid of McCutcheon and getting rid of Cole, We still haven't gotten anything back for Cole, really. I mean, Steve Musgrove starting tomorrow. Musgrove starting tomorrow. We'll right. see. We'll see. Could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. It could be, or it could be the beginning of a what the fuck were they? Typical thinking? pirate starting. Typical t-shirt. pirate move. <laughs> um, you know, McCutcheon, of course, he's you know, Dickerson's got a way better average and is hitting way better than McCutcheon is currently. But we know McCutcheon's a slow starter. And if you don't want to be annoyed about the Pirates, like I encourage you to not watch any Houston Astros games. Because <laughs> even the games that Cole and Morton don't start, they end up talking about Cole and Morton like at least a third of the time. Because Cole and Morton are having hell of a second so, season so far. <laughs> watch the Pirates. Don't watch the Astros. Or if you watch the Astros... Don't listen to the Houston. Mute it. Don't listen, listen to Houston. Listen announcers. to the Rangers announcers or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. So what do you look forward to this week, man? Champions League final on Saturday. Champions Steve. League final on Saturday. Real Madrid versus Liverpool. The great Liverpool FC, who have not won an English Premier League title since the seventies, but in that time have managed to win five European titles. They're up for a sixth. The last time Liverpool played in the European final, they went down 3-0 in the first half to AC Milan in Istanbul. And they came back with was three it, goals it was in the Istanbul, second half. Istanbul, not Constantinople? It was Constantinople. <laughs> Constantinople. But it was Istanbul this time. Like, it's now Istanbul, but it was Constantinople. And for, for whatever reason they changed it, I, I don't know. You will have to ask the Turks. Um... Actually, I just remember Gary U.S. Bonds. Yeah. yeah. No, why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. They used to listen. To, they used to listen at thirteen twenty a.m. at my first ever job washing dishes at a bakery, and 
That, I used to hear that song like once a day on weekends. Oh, Gary U.S. Bonds, <laughs> such a great music treasure. Yeah. And then it was that covered. Nobody really knows about. Famously covered by They Might Be Giants. <laughs> I think a lot of people know about it actually, more so because of They Might Be Giants. That's possible. But anyway, this year's Champions League final was in Kiev, okay. in Ukraine, which kind of sucks because I have a friend in Ukraine, and I think if I had known that they were having the Champions League final there this year, I might have like hit them up. Can I crash on your can couch? Can I crash on your couch? Like, I'll buy you a soccer ticket. <laughs> but anyway, like, the Champions League final starts at 2.45. At noon on Saturday is the playoff final for the last team to get promoted to the English Premier League. Okay. It's Aston Villa, which is a just historically great, well-supported, like, one of the most, like, passionate fan bases in all of England. But they got relegated like three years ago, and they're on their way back. And it's Aston Villa versus Fulham, which is a West London team. And if I had my way, like half the Premier League would be teams from London, because I just love London. That's that's my connection to all that. So Saturday's going to be a great day of soccer, because there's going to be a triple header of like Aston Villa versus Fulham at noon, Liverpool versus AC Milan at 2:45. And then I'm going to take, like, a break, do some yard work, eat some dinner, and watch the Riverhounds at 7 against... Oh, Penn. I've Penn. Seen. Oh, I've yeah, seen. the Harrisburg Jerks. Sad, shitty DC. <laughs> Sad, shitty DC. Are you off Saturday? Or you gotta no, work I work Saturday. Saturday. You work Saturday night? All right. Um, yeah, I know uh, for me personally, I am, uh, let's see, working majority of the weekend except for Sunday. Uh, and I work mainly night shifts this week, so I think Friday night, I actually work, yeah, it, it kind of sucks because I work Saturday, or I work tomorrow, Thursday, um, 5 to five to 1, one thirty. but then I gotta be back in Friday 10, but I'm out at like 7, so I'll be able to catch some baseball, cool. uh, Friday, uh, I'll be at work during the day, so I'll be able, uh, and Friday daytime's typically slow, so I'll be watching golf. Probably watch some golf before I go to work tomorrow. Uh, Saturday, I work nighttime, so I have some time at home uh, in the afternoon to maybe watch some college baseball, maybe watch some more golf. Pick game uh, Saturday. Pick yeah. game Saturday. I'll be able to watch that. I'll probably be able to watch the entirety of that before I go to work Saturday. Um, and then you have uh, Sunday. Uh, Sunday I am off, but I will be floating around the pool. Yeah, and I'm sure that there will be a baseball game on the radio, most Good. likely the pirate game. There damn well better be. I will have a inner tube around my head and my arms, and a beer in hand, floating around a pool with a ball game on the radio. Okay. And um, there will be some hot dogs and some fried chicken going on. <clears throat> this sounds good. This yeah. sounds real good, folks. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think I'm gonna have time to golf this week. Uh, based on my schedule, unless I want to go early in the morning and then go to work in the evening. There's potential for that. There is potential. But since I know I, this guy. He will do that. But since I, since I requested off work for Sunday for my friend's event that I do, I am relegated to working Memorial Day, which is typically one of the slowest days in the restaurant industry, unless it rains. Yeah. Uh, so I will probably spend Monday twiddling my thumbs watching baseball and whatever else at work with nobody in my work uh, except for me and the TV and my other co-workers. Mm. Um, 
barring any crazy rainstorm that may or may not happen. Well. And also, before we record next week, we just looked at the schedule. We'll have two games, two of the Stanley Cup Finals games, Monday and Wednesday. Because mm -hmm. we're either going to record on Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday or Wednesday. So there will be at least one, maybe two games underneath the uh, Finals belt by the time Matt and I record again. And talk to you fine folks. And, yeah. Pretty jammed week. You're, 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 you're going to be all soccered up. I am all soccered up. This is the biggest weekend of soccer like, it, it really does build to this final weekend. Like, the two best teams in... Well, I don't know if Liverpool's the best team in Europe, but Real Madrid is definitely... Like, they are back-to-back. -back. They're going for the three-peat, folks. I, don't, I can't wait to see who, who's the Phil Kessel of Real Madrid who is unfairly blamed for them not three-peating when they lose to Liverpool on Saturday. Well, and I can't wait to hear Mark Madden's take on all of it because he's the biggest Liverpool fan. He is a in town. Well, well, Keynes is a Liverpool bar. Keynes is a Liverpool bar because there are so many Liverpool fans that they outgrew Pipers. They were crowding out all the other people who were there to follow Tottenham and Crystal Palace and Manchester United. So, like the fact that there's an entire Liverpool bar, like that's big. And I don't usually root for Liverpool, but. Like, this year, Mohamed Salah, like, he already, like, scored the most goals in the Premier League. And, you know, he's he's coming to the States probably as, like, a tour, but he's not playing in the World Cup because he's Egyptian. And Egypt did not qualify. So, just for his sake, I really hope Liverpool wins because I think that would be the perfect cap on what's probably been the best year of this guy's life to date. That'll be awesome. Mo Salah. So he'll play here uh, in the in the dates that one of those exhibition games, one of those yeah. exhibition like games, in the Rose Bowl or Big House, one, Big of, those games, one, yeah. one of the games wherever Chelsea's playing, right? No, Liverpool, Liverpool, yep. Liverpool play. That'd be awesome. In the meantime, folks, get get down on some sports. Go enjoy enjoy your Memorial Day weekend coming up. Uh, have fun, eat some hot dogs, float around a pool, drink some beer. Go to the South Hills Parade if you're in the area. Go to go start, the start on Brookline Boulevard. Goes up Pioneer, up West Liberty to the cemetery in Lebo. All right, folks. You all have a wonderful sports week. Enjoy it. Matt and I will be back next week, and we'll have a lot of fantastic sports going on with you. Have a good week. Good night. Hey, Ian's, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook, or boldpgh.com.